the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff, management, or ownership of this station. The views expressed during the broadcast are solely for entertainment purposes and do not necessarily express the views of KNTH, its management, Max Out Savings Advisors, or its sponsors. Max Out Savings Advisors and members of the Max Out Savings team may or may not hold securities mentioned during the show. Plan for your prosperity. Prepare for your retirement. Safeguard your savings. And nurture your investments. This is the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Now, here's your host from Max Out Savings Advisors, Ted Gioka. Good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Max Out Savings Show. I'm Ted Gioka, and we are talking savings, investments, and your retirement. Our motto and our philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. This show is all about building up wealth, uh, using your 401k plan, your different savings plans to build up wealth, save at least 10% plus your company match at a minimum, gets you to about 13%, and that's going to help out most people. That is the key to, 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 to building up wealth, and that's why we always start the show about it. The United States has one of the lower savings rates in the world, and it's improved recently, but uh, it, it's still low. In the past, we've saved 8 uh, eight to 10 to percent or more of our savings. Other countries in Asia save a lot more money. And so we're working back to that level. But first, you have to start with the basics and then go there. You pay yourself first and then then you can spend all the rest however you want. I mean, that that's the key right there. The oh, We got a ton of stuff to talk about here uh, on the show. A lot, a lot of stuff happening this week in the markets. The uh, um, we had a Fed fund increase. We're we'll talking about that. What What are some of the effects on that? First of all, I, you know, I thought I would just touch base. I just happened to listen to the the uh, to the news between the break uh, on the station, and they were talking about Wells Fargo still having problems. Accounts are down. People aren't coming into the branches. Uh, they opened up two million false accounts. I, I tell you what really bothers me about this story is it's a bank, and and so. I'm pretty sure Wells Fargo's really good at hiring very honest people. If you're the bank, the one thing you can tolerate all types of stuff, but the one thing you you can't tolerate is dishonesty or thievery. And so, so typically, I'm suspecting. I don't know. I don't work for a, a bank, but uh, <laughs> hold on just a second. And uh. So, so you know, the first thing they're going to look at if they're hiring at the local bank is, is the person an honest person? And so I'm very confident that Wells Fargo hires very honest, very quality people. I, you know, I've seen them in their branches. They're great people. So how did all these people suddenly become dishonest and start opening up false accounts? It, and the answer is, and the important thing to understand is these people aren't prone to dishonesty. If I take some some thief or something 
he's prone to stealing again in the future. But these people aren't prone to doing that. And so what and where I'm going with this is Wells Fargo obviously intimidated and pressured these people to open up accounts, to, to bring in additional services to the bank and put them all under such pressure, they started cracking and doing the wrong thing. The executives at the top of Wells Fargo are the people responsible. Uh, John, I think it's John Stump. He's resigned. And so it's about time we start Taking a look at the top of some of these people, look, in, in any organization, you're going to have some bad apples. And if you're the executive at the top, you worry about that. But when you put when you put your your staff under so much pressure, they open up 10, 2 million false accounts. Clearly, things have gone completely off the rails at the bank. And the reason for this little talk is I want you to understand is Wells Fargo hires very top-notch people, very honest people. What did those executives do to pressure these people to sit there and do dishonest things? And that that is really where we should be looking on this stuff. It's very disappointing. Corporate America really needs to redefine their values. Uh, I, I think they've gone very badly off track. It, it pretty much the American people believe that too. And we're starting to, to get that back. We're starting to see Donald Trump talk about the importance of of jobs with corporations, and the corporations are now all talking about jobs. Oh, we're opening a new factory. We're hiring workers. Uh, uh, thank you. Uh, the uh, we're hiring workers. We're 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 increasing the plant. We're hiring more workers. We're hiring people. They're starting. What he's doing is, if you really study Donald Trump, he's pulling corporate America back to their roots of. Growth, innovation, profitability, hiring people, R&D, and expansion, the things that made America great again. Uh, America was not made great by a bunch of corporate executives firing workers, cutting research and development, and shipping shipping our, our manufacturing base overseas to China. That did not make America great. As a matter of fact, it badly injured the United States of America, and it badly injured the future of the people of the United States of America. And and Donald Trump is coming in, in, and and. And saying, "Look, we're going to America first. We're going to put America first. And that's a, it, I, I can't even imagine that that would be a controversial thing. Look, the, will the American people make sacrifices to help people overseas? Absolutely. But you can't reach a point where all you're doing is making, asking the American people to make one sacrifice after another sacrifice after another sacrifice. Take down their standard of living so you can you can basically be the, be the big guy overseas, and you can move." increase your profitability or you can create jobs overseas or you can open up markets for your company. And and I think Donald Trump is changing things. I think it's for the good. I think he's taking it back to basic American ba- values that made this country great again. And I still don't think people have seen that. Now, I did say I was not going to talk about Donald Trump today again. I failed miserably, as always. Uh, it, it seemed, but the reason I do that, really, I want you to understand these are some big trends out there, and a lot of positive things are happening, uh, a lot of changes. Uh, we'll, we'll see where Obamacare goes. A couple things you have to understand. If Donald Trump wasn't an elected president and Hillary Clinton was elected president, she'd be up there talking about what to do to Obamacare, too, because it's it's very close to complete collapse. And uh, And so something has to be done. 
we'll, we'll see see what's going to happen. But it, it's been a, a very sad chapter in American history. Now, uh, you got any questions or comments? Give us a call at seven one three 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 nine ten seventy here in the Max Out Savings Show. The uh, all my home remedies have failed miserably for this cough. I've tried everything, you know. I tried the stuff my grandmother suggested, the ancient Greek recipes. Nothing has worked at all. But uh, here I am. The uh, uh, I might have to go to the doctor. But uh, this week, the Fed they raised the Fed funds rate. Uh, and what does that mean? The Fed funds rate is the is the banks is is the rate that the bank the Fed charges the banks back and forth for, for very short term money. Uh, over the last sixty sixty years, uh, it's traded between about eighteen percent and zero percent, and it never traded at zero percent over that sixty year time frame. Actually, it never traded at zero percent. I think in history, including the depression until uh, Ben Bernanke and the Federal Reserve had 2008, and they took the Fed funds rate down in, in 2009 to zero, and they kept it to zero for five or six years. Uh, that This was an emergency rate because the financial system was going to collapse, and evidently five years later it was still close to collapse in their minds. Uh, but now it's starting to go up, and they raised the rates another quarter percent to Three quarters to one percent. Now, this is this is something that you guys aren't going to ever. You're not going to get the Fed funds rate for your money. You're not going to uh, deposit money and get the Fed funds rate. You're not going to be able to borrow at the Fed's fund rate. So, why does it why does it impact your four hundred one k your your retirement savings? Well, I'll tell you. The day after the Fed the Fed raised rates a quarter of a point, the, the banks all across the country rushed out and. Uh, it increased the, the the prime rate, which is the rate that people borrow at, a quarter percent to 4%. And so typically people borrow off a percentage of the prime rate. Maybe they get the prime rate. Maybe they get four points over the prime rate. It just depends. Everything is sort of priced, particularly shorter-term things. You're lending, so it costs more to borrow, borrow money. It costs more to buy a car. It costs more to uh, to borrow money on a floating rate type of loan. In general, and, and and the prime rate tends to be more the floating rate or, or the rate that's set at that time. And, and so, now interestingly enough, the the uh, the CD rates haven't gone up as much. I really did not mean this to beat up on the bank day at Max Out Savings Show, but uh, the the five year CD. I'll give you some examples here. Uh, the 10-year bond since uh, about June, June, July of last year has gone up from 1.35% to 2.45%. Rates are going up. This is the message I want to get across to you today is rates are starting to go up. This is a long curve, long-term trend. I'm looking at a chart of the Fed funds rate just because that's what I have right here to uh, to look at. And in 1980. To the the Fed funds were at uh, they're, they're about eighteen percent. They've since gone down in a linear fashion, bottoming in two thousand nine. 
So if you figure 82 to 2009, it's it, it, here we are, 2017. We're talking about a 30-year trend and dropping of interest rates, 30 years. This is a long-term trend. Yeah, they went up some, and then they go down further. They go up some, they go down further. And so what you to understand is this is a big trend. Before that, the Fed funds in 1955 was about 0.75 to 1%, about 1%. It went up from 55 to 80, which is 25 years. I don't have the chart before that. It went up for 25 years in a row. Up some, went back down, up again, higher, went back down, not quite as, as low, up again. And so a 25-year increase in interest rates, a 30-year decrease in interest rates. Rates are starting to go up. In the last year, a uh, little, little over a year, uh, the the a uh, little less than a year, the 10 years going up uh from 1.35% to 2.5, a 116% increase in rates. The 10 years gone from 2. Point, the 30 year 30 year treasury bond has gone from 2.1% to 3.1%, an increase of 1.01%, uh, 48%. The 10-year went up 85%. The 30-year went up 48% increase in rates. Now, we have to understand, these sound like big percentage numbers, but when the rate is that low, uh, it's, it, you know, you're, you're talking, uh, uh, you're, they're still very low. It's kind of like going from an F to a D in school. You, you know, you're still doing really pretty poorly. Uh, at this rate, you're still not getting paid much money on your savings. Uh, so rates rates are starting to go up. The 30-year trend is over in rates. And so you have to start protecting yourself for a future inflation. Now, here's the interesting thing. The Fed funds has gone up uh, from in October of 2015, about a, about a year, uh, about nine months before the 10-year the bottom, from 0.2% to 0.86% on the Fed funds. We just got that raise the other day. Now, uh, that's short-term money. Now, here's the interesting thing. From October of 15, the one-year CD rate went from 0.2% to 0.24%, to 0.24. Okay, that is, uh, you know, I'm looking at that. That's a 20%. That's almost nothing. It's a, Okay, in the five-year CD that your bank was paying you from April of 14, it's gone from 0.76% to 0.81%, five basis points increase in rates. Okay, during that time, the 10-year the went up 1.16, 116 basis points. So the problem is, is the banks immediately are increasing the rate they're charging you to borrow, but they're really virtually not raising rates at all on the short for short-term CDs. You're not get you, they're not there's too much the Fed still has way too much money in the system and the banks aren't paying you a dime. And even with this interest rate increase which we just talked about across the board over the last year, maybe year and a half, a big surge up in rates, the the banks have basically paid you 5 basis points for point Seven six on a five year to point eight one percent. Interesting things. The banks aren't paying, uh, but they're charging you more. Uh, so anyway, so if you got any questions or comments, seven one three 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 nine ten seven. This is why you're not making any money on your CDs because the banks aren't paying you because the Fed is starting to raise rates up. And, and by the way, we're going to be writing about this. We're writing now in our max out savings report. <laughs> we're a little behind schedule here. We'll get it out here this week. This is a free report to help you save money, build up wealth, and handle retirement. We have a lot of great stuff in there. I, I put all this stuff in there to help you out. 
Go to the website, maxoutsavings.com, and sign up for the free report. And if you need help with your retirement, you have an IRA rollover, uh, you need help managing it, that's what we do at Max Out Savings Advisors. If you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. That's maxoutsavings with an S, dot com. We'll be right back after this quick break. The Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioka will return shortly. To speak with Ted Gioka now, call 713-339-1070. Back in a moment with the Max Out Savings Show. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of the morning show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos the companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show off your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. We return now to the Max Out Savings Show. Here's Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Savings Show. We're talking savings, investments in your retirement. As always, if you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070 here in the Max Out Savings Show. I want to touch a little bit, let's base a little on uh, IRAs. We still get a lot of questions on, <coughs> on our MDs. Uh, uh, which is required minimum distribution. You have a required minimum distribution for two basic reasons. One, you turn 70 and a half, and the other one, you have an inherited IRA. And uh, we're, we're, a couple of the things where we see problems with them is, is if you have multiple IRAs, people will take, particularly when they get older, they'll take money out of one IRA, uh, RMD, out, and they'll forget to take the, the RMD out of the other IRA account. And then when they think, have you taken the RMDs, they they, they remember their big account and forget about the other account or vice versa. So uh, it, so this is something you want to watch. Uh, and, and, uh, the penalty is is a uh, attack, uh, 
a 50% tax, so it, it's pretty substantial. Uh, and yeah, it's a lot of money. And so uh, it, it's uh, it, it, you're talking uh, a, a big hit. And the the other thing is if they if they take where we see people sometimes taking too much money out, where they they have a special emergency or something, they take a chunk of money out uh, earlier in the year, or they take out the RMD and then and then they decide to take some more money out later on. Typically, they take some money out ahead of time and forget they t- took that out, and then they take out the RMD and they took out more money than they had to. Th- those are some of the things. There are some ways to get around this problem nowadays. You can send a letter into, into the firm saying it was a mistake and do some things to get it back in. The IRS has had so many problems. They're trying to improve some of this stuff to try to help things out. The other thing to remember is is the uh, the the deal with the uh, with, with with the four hundred one ks with the four hundred one k. If you have an RMD in a 401k, you have to take it out even if you're 70 and a half unless you're specifically working at the company. And if you turn 70 and a half, you want to make sure you get with your HR people. But if you have an old 401k plan, you have to take the RMD out of the, the specific 401k plan. If you have two 401k plans, that means two RMDs. You can't consolidate or aggregate the RMDs and take them out of your IRA. If I've got two IRA accounts, I can take everything out of one account and uh, and not take money out of the other account, but take the RMD from both accounts out of the one IRA. You can't do that with a with a 401k plan. It, it's really very different. Uh, the, uh, a 403b plan is a little different. You can aggregate that, but you can only aggregate among 403b plans. You can't take the money from the IRA and the 403b out of the IRA account. But but the one you got to be really careful of is really the 401k plan because you have to take it out and it has to come out of that plan. So this is something that we want to watch here. Chat, let's take a call from Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Oh, Randy. Randy, I'm sorry. Randy, you there? Oh, wait, he'll be here in a second. There you go. Randy? Yeah, Ted, hi. Good. Sorry about that. Yeah, I, this is my first year to do the RMD. Uh, how do I declare that? <laughs> Uh, what you do is 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 you go to the, your custodian and ask them how much your RMD is, uh-huh. and then you just simply take the money out. The custodian will send the forms to the IRS, and and and, and uh, you'll get a copy of the forms uh, next year. Okay, yeah. So I got my money in Fidelity, so I, I need to contact them and let them know what I'm going to do. Yeah, and they'll typically ask you. By the way, they'll say, uh, "Do you want to take out twenty percent for taxes?" Uh-huh. No, I probably wouldn't do that. Now, I do have one one more question on complication, what you were talking about. I've got most of my money in an IRA, but I've got some left in a 403B. Should I convert that 403B to the IRA? Yeah, you can roll it. Particularly if it's not a lot of money, I'd roll it over and get it out of there. Well, that's about 45000 But uh, So uh, uh, the way I understand it is you have to make a separate calculation on each tax-deferred instrument you have. And then add that amount together, and that's your RMD. Is that how you do it? No, you you, you make a separate you make a separate calculation for each an account. If you have a couple IRAs, you can right. aggregate them. If you have a four hundred three b and an IRA, the the four hundred three b RMD has to come out of the four hundred three b, and the RMD in the IRA has to come out of the IRA. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, I've been kind of doing this uh, unofficially over the years. Each year I've been thinking about thirty grand and moving it over. Of course, it was a taxable event, but 
but I wanted to try to lower that amount if I could. Now, actually, I, I started my Social Security early. I've got a lot of tax-deferred money. I shouldn't have done that. This is a strategy I could have stumbled on later. Yeah. Because now that I'm, I've taken my money out of my RMD, it's adding to my AGI, which is affecting my my Social Security worksheet. Yeah, yeah, you want <clears throat> you want to really delay your Social Security, in my opinion, as long as possible. Yeah, I should. I, yeah, I should have started it this year when I'm seventy and a half and taking my money out of tax deferred instruments. Yeah. Okay, bye bye. Thank you, Ted. Yeah, uh, Randy. One other thing. Yeah. Uh, the, a lot of the firms uh, out there will assume. Be, be careful. Sometimes they'll assume you want to take the twenty percent out. So if you don't want to take the taxes out, make sure you tell them. Sometimes the default is to take the twenty percent out. Okay. Well. Uh, that would for taxes. Be, my, my, my rate has been averaging around 16% of, of, of my taxable amount of my AGI, so I, wanted, I, didn't, I didn't want to increase that up to where I'm going to go into a higher bracket. That's why I'm trying to keep my RMD as low as possible. Yeah, so you want to minimize your RMD. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> excuse me, you can, also, you can also just take out 16% if you want to do it that way. The 20% is just kind of a default rate. Well, I think I'm gonna. I think I want to go over a little bit. About thirty grand would be just about what I, what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my my RMD is a little less than that, but I'm gonna go over it a little bit, and, and that that'll be that that won't hurt me. I don't think. No, oh, and yeah, no, I think I think I think you're pretty well set. Okay, my friend. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Randy. Bye bye. It's good questions on the RMD. <clears throat> so if you have a 403b, it's got to come out of that account, and if you have an IRA, it's got to come out of that account. If you have a 401k, it's got to come out of that account. But but you can aggregate your different IRAs and take it all out of a larger RMD out of just one account if if that's what you want to do on an IRA. Uh, an RMD cannot be deposited in a Roth IRA and treated as an IRA conversion. <laughs> it would be great if that would be the case, but unfortunately not. You're going to pay the taxes, and that's it. So uh, we get that question a lot. Um, the those are the basic th- oh inherited IRAs this is the big thing inherited IRAs cannot be aggregated together so if you have two inherited IRAs the RMD has to come out of each one and you want to make, make pay close attention to make sure you get if you inherit an IRA start taking your RMDs right away otherwise you could be forced to take out to liquidate your entire uh, inherited IRA uh so and and remember the important thing on an inherited IRA, there's no age 70 and a half on an inherited IRA. If you're 10 years old and you get an inherited IRA, you start taking the money out at 10. And and so this is something a lot of people forget. So remember, and you can't take your inherited IRA and roll it over into your IRA. It's got to be a separate account. Uh, it's got to be, uh, uh, you know, it's, got, it's usually titled in the person's name. Uh, that you inherited from inherited IRA of your name inherited IRA from whoever you inherited it from. It's a specific individual account, so the IRS can keep track of to make sure you're taking the money out. Couple things we see a lot of mistakes made in RMDs, and so understand if you if if you're approaching seventy and a half, if you have a, if you have a a uh, uh, an inherited IRA, if, if you've got some IRAs, you're approaching 7.5 and a 401k or 403b. Understand the different rules. Uh, your custodian, who's the person that holds the assets, uh, and a custodian, let me help you out there. Uh, Max Out Savings Advisors, we, uh, we are value investors in the stock and bond markets. We manage people, a lot of IRA rollovers, a lot of different trusts, different types of things. 
our custodian is TD Ameritrade. So TD Ameritrade, all the checks come back and forth from TD Ameritrade. Uh, and, and now you can call us up and we'll calculate the RMD for you. Uh, and, uh, and, but the custodian is the one that takes it out and they think. So a custodian is also someone like Fidelity, a Merrill Lynch, people like that. And so just remember, a little complicated with the RMDs. It's not too complicated, but just know the basic rules. If you've got any questions or comments, give us a call at 713-339-1070. We're coming, are we coming in a break? Okay. So we're coming up here on a quick break and we'll be right back right here on the Max Out Savings Show. If you've got savings and investment questions, Ted Gioka has answers. Call the Max Out Savings Show now at 713-339-1070. We'll be right back. Downtime with your family? That's good. Downtime for your hydraulics-enabled equipment? Not so good. Cranes, specialized haulers, bucket and digger trucks. When they're not working, you're losing ground and money. South Coast Hydraulics can monitor, service, and repair the hydraulic systems that keep your equipment working. South Coast can design and install hydraulic systems for mobile and industrial applications, tool or press systems, complete manufacturing lines. When you think hydraulics, think South Coast Hydraulics. SCHydraulics.com. This is Ted Gioka, host of the Max Out Savings Show, one of Houston's most popular financial radio shows, celebrating over a decade on the air in Houston, Texas. With stocks at record high valuations and interest rates near record lows, you need to have your guard up. You need to have a plan to manage risk to your retirement. Do you? At Max Out Savings Advisors, we have a risk-based value investing approach to your retirement. If you would like some help managing your retirement, go to MaxOutSavings.com to set up an appointment. That's MaxOutSavings.com. Hi, I'm Sam Malone. You know me as the host of The Morning Show right here on AM 1070, The Answer. But I'm also the owner of Houston's cutting-edge media company called 512 New Media. At 512 New Media, we create amazing videos that companies use on their websites, telling their story in bold colors with exciting animation and graphics. At 512 New Media, we also shoot television commercials and instructional videos. And if you want to show up your business from the air, we're ready to go with our drone video aircraft. Let us help you create your media message. We're online at 512newmedia.com or call 281-822-8803. 512 New Media is Houston's only media creation and distribution company that's actually owned by someone who's currently on the air. And that gives us an incredible edge when creating content for consumers to use on their laptops, tablets, and smartphones. Standing by to create your message for 512 New Media, 512newmedia.com. The Max Out Saving Show returns now with your host, Ted Gioka. Welcome back to the Max Out Saving Show. This is Ted Gioka, and we're talking savings and investments in your retirement. We got a call on 713-339-1070 from Randy. Hey, Randy. Uh, Ted, I got one more question. Okay. Uh, aspect of this RMD strategy. Uh, so I understand that I have until April 1st of next year to make my, my withdrawal for this year. Because but, you just turned 60, uh, 70 and a half. Right, but, yeah. but that means I'd have to make two RFDs next year. Exactly. And when that throw me up, that that means I'd be up in the $60,000. That would probably throw me up into yeah. uh, a higher bracket. So so should I go ahead and, and, and make my RMD 
this year should I do it now or wait till later on? And when I do that, will I have to make an estimated tax payment? Uh, no, you don't have to make the estimated tax payment. <laughs> you, 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 you do. You said earlier it was sixteen percent. You, if you want to, you can, or you can make the 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 stand, Remember, a lot of the companies take twenty percent off automatically. So if you say, look, I just want. 10% taken out, they'll put 10% in the box and just take out 10% send it to the IRS. You you have until the end of the year, keep in mind April 1st, you're really talking about three more months. So by moving it into this year, you pay the taxes, but t- kicking up an extra 30000 really boosts you into a higher bracket. Yeah, that would do it. Well, see, I got into trouble with this before, but I was taking money out of my, out of my IRA and put it in my taxable brokerage account that I didn't make an estimated tax payment. And uh, they had, uh, so they came back and charged me a little money, a little interest and penalty for that. Even though I had made a, a $5,000 estimated tax payment on April 15th in the first quarter, they, they still said, well, you were still under withhold during the year. Yeah, that's why typically, that the better way to do it, take a little less. Take 16%, take 10% if you want. That okay. way you show good faith too. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. You have to kind of show them that uh, you're doing some good. They, they did waive the the interest, but they did waive the penalty, you know, so they, they helped me on it a little bit. Uh, that's actually, you did pretty well, Randy. Well, it, <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little tricky. They will work you with you a little bit if it's not too much money. Or they don't think you're trying to quit some kind of fraud or something like that. They're, I tell you what, they're really trying to work particularly with with, with retirees because uh, you're not seeing – the older you get, the tougher it is, and people forget, and there's all types of problems. Well, that, it, it, it's complicated to figure all of this out. They've got so many, you know – rules and regulations and red tape and everything like that. And, you know, when you get older, you start to have a senior moment, and you go later on, oh, I didn't know about that, you know? Yeah, yeah. If you ever have a, a, a question, you can always call me up, uh, even at the office if you want, or just even at your custodian. They'll, they'll, get, they'll get either one of us to get you an answer for you. Okay, thanks again, Ted. Thanks, Randy. Appreciate Bye-bye. it. If you got any questions or comments, 713-339-1070 here at the Max Out Savings Show. The... Uh, <clears throat> Let me see here. We've got uh, talk. An uh, interesting thing they raised. We were talking earlier about the they they the uh, the Federal Reserve raised interest rates only for the third time in like eleven years. <laughs> if, if if you really sit and look at the charts in this over time, it, it, they go up and down and things move around. And all of a sudden, after two thousand and nine, it's actually remarkable how I I, I think two thousand nine changed the financial system in the financial markets more than any uh, any event in the history of the United States, including the Great Depression. I mean, the government and the Federal Reserve absolutely panicked. I mean, they did the right thing afterwards to move quickly to stabilize the financial system. Uh, you know, people don't understand. They, they injected trillions and trillions of dollars into the European banking system under the under a guise of something called the dollar swaps, which is just a fancy a fancy way of uh, of, of not knowing everybody that they're lending money to the European banks to save the financial system, and and, and so now we're starting to finally normalize the, the situation, and and in many ways, uh, it's. It's been very interesting, and and so so only the third time in three years the rates went up. So looking at that, the uh, thank you. Uh, 
the if you if you look at the the, the three year the, the 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 Fed funds went up a quarter of a point. I tell you what, the fascinating thing about this move was that gold and silver moved up the quickest. Gold and silver moved up. The market went up, jumped up, and then the next day about a hundred and something points, and it kind of fell back a little bit. Gold and silver were up about two point four, and silver was up two point nine percent. Uh, on, on the week with, with with this, so the real move was in the gold and silver market, and what that's telling us is is that the Fed people don't think the Fed is going to be aggressive as possible. Now, tell you what, let's take a call to seven one three 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 nine ten seventy right now from Tom. Hey, Tom. Good morning, Ted. Hey, I, I wanted to talk to you about the CDs and bond rates, but uh, yes. before I do, there a real quick one on the RMDs. Listening to those questions, uh, something that I've always and I'm not quite there yet, so I haven't had to dive into the details. But how do they base the amount? Uh, since you know, during the year, your value of your account could change. So you know, the percentage or the dollars you have to rec- remove would be varying. Uh, is that based on like the amount at the start of the year? Yeah, that's a great that? question. Uh, from uh, December 31st of the year before. Okay. So that way you've got a fixed number. So when you move into, say, like 2017, you know exactly what amount uh, the percentage is based on then. It's yeah. not, you don't worry about it fluctuating. Yeah, I tell you, typically what we do for our clients is sometime in November we'll start going through the list to see who hasn't taken theirs out yet. Okay, now back to my main question, mm-hmm. listening yeah. to your comments about CDs, and obviously I've noticed the same thing. And I guess as an alternative, and this is what I wanted to get your input on, uh, Maybe instead of putting as much money in CDs, put more in, say, short-term bond funds, which I've done some of that already. But uh, do you think those will be kept down like CDs, or do you expect uh, say, no, we're short-term starting, bond starting... funds start to move up along with the Fed moving rates up? How do you see that going? Yeah, look, those things tend to move more with the market. And there's, and there's two – here's the interesting thing there, Tom. There's two types of, of, of short-term money markets right now. They have the shorter term money market, which tend, because they changed up the money market rules uh, here recently so they can go up and down. There's a new type of, so they have the money market, which is going up some now too. And then they have like a short term, real short term bond fund, which is maybe six month in duration. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and they're doing this because. It's forced the money market where well, the money markets used to have six and nine month paper in it because, you know, they knew that they had a billion dollars and no one was going to take that much out right away. So they could go six, nine months or more a little with some of it to kind of, you know, get a little higher average return. And, and with always the money's always rolling off. And but but the new uh, government rules on money market funds has forced them to move in closer to three months or less that they're buying paper. And so there's there's kind of a sweet spot between three months and a year. Those bond funds are paying reasonably decent rates of return. PIMCO has them. Putnam has them. A number of them have them. And it's a short term bond fund or sometimes they're called uh uh, you know, uh, stable. You have to talk to your advisor on them. But, yeah, that's but, interesting. I had when I was thinking short term bond, I'm thinking you know, typical, you know, maybe a three year bond or something like that is a, is a short term bond fund. 
Particularly since, again, CDs of that maturity, as you pointed out, aren't paying anything. Yeah, and that's what, and you reach a kind of a point where you have to start getting, now they're starting to raise rates up, so I think you're starting to get some decent returns on some of those things. So those are short-term bond funds. These are kind of between money market and short-term bond funds. It's almost like an ultra-short-term bond fund. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of a long-term money market fund is really what it yeah, is. Yeah, I wasn't aware of that. I'll, uh, I'll check into that. But P- they, PIMCO's yeah, my- got a good one. And uh, uh, Putnam's got one. There's a number of them out there that have these things now. I haven't seen the short one. Again, back to the short term, you know, say the the three-year roughly bond funds. You know, of course, they vary a little bit. But the the yields haven't changed a lot on those. Do do you think that's just a delay as the rates go up as they roll those bonds Yeah, they're starting. That's why I was a concern. Maybe they're acting like the CDs, that they're holding those rates down or something. No, no, I tell you what, it's the banks are just in their own little world. the the those things that the rates are starting to go now keep in mind we're probably going to see another rate or two increase later this year which is going to kind of still keep things down but you know if you hold them for for two years or so any rate increase isn't going to hurt you too much and if rates go down you're going to come out ahead with the short term it's kind of a, a short short term bond fund is is the best best way to describe yeah. it but and this is a result of the new uh, money market laws that came okay. out recently well that's something definitely we should be looking into. All righty. Well, thank you very much. Okay. I'll try, I'm going to try it next show. I'll try to pull up some of these and run them by on the show for people. Okay. Hey, that'd be great. Okay. Thanks. Okay, I appreciate care. the call. Uh, if you got a question or comment, 713-339-1070. Uh, the, one thing to think about, uh, we were talking about after the feds, the, the feds raised rates, uh, the, a quarter of a point here in 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 March. They said they're going to make uh, in on Wednesday. They're going to make two more rate increases. They moved it from uh, about. They raised it a quarter of a point. It, it's actually a range between three quarters and one percent. So they raised the rate raised the range from half a percent to three quarters to three quarters to one percent. Uh, a couple uh, a, a couple uh, things came out on it. Uh, yeah, I think it's called the, the the Pimco Short Duration Fund is really what you're looking for on that. Uh, the uh, yeah, but there, there's some short talk. Talk to your advisors on those. We'll, we'll get next week. We'll come up with a list of them for you on that. Uh, the, so the Fed raises rates a quarter of a point. Now the market, interestingly, the market hasn't been doing anything here. It's it's really been sort of frozen in time recently, uh, and, and it's got more to do with. They're not as sure that the Fed that the the Fed is going to come in here and uh, uh, th- that the government is going to get the, get the, the Obamacare passed. Are we going to get the tax bill in place? All of these things have suddenly kind of spooked uh, Wall Street a little bit, and, and so uh, the, the market really hasn't gone anywhere over the last um, over the last couple weeks, and and and, and, and so it kind of slowed down some with the. Uh, as far as the uh, the movements up and down, wait, sort of waiting for the new the, the new uh, Fed meeting to come out. Well, the meeting came out, and uh, and they, the market went up a hundred and something points. And the next day, it kind of went back down again. It didn't really do anything. Rates really, I think, dropped a little bit. Rates dropped, and gold shot up. Now, what is that all about? That's kind of counterintuitive. If rates went up. Gold and silver should have dropped, and the dollar should have jumped up, and the dollar dropped off. So gold went up, the dollar dropped, silver went up, gold and silver went up, the dollar dropped, and interest rates dropped. 
what the Fed talked about was their they have a $4.2 trillion balance sheet, and they're going to take their time in unwinding that. They're going to still keep that balance sheet a certain size, which means they're not going to tighten. The market, since the Fed isn't planning to tighten as much as they thought they were going to, and that's why the move up in gold, uh, gold and silver, and that's why the drop in the dollar. Those are real important things to watch. Not so much for the for the price of gold and silver, but for, for other assets. And the Fed is still doing everything they can to try to keep up asset prices. So I, th- I think this is something that was pretty interesting overall to see. Uh, it was a surprise to people that some of the some of the gold and silver stocks jumped up eight eight nine percent in one day on that news. And so I still think over time gold and silver is going to be a good place to be. Uh, I think there's a number of uh, good plays. We, we've been in some infrastructure plays here recently. We picked up a water stock here uh, over the week. Uh, this week we've been buying it uh, and uh, water infrastructure. And one interesting thing, it uh, typically what, uh, at Max Out Savings Advisors, uh, we're value investors in the stock and bond market. We buy some ETFs. We buy a lot of individual stocks, some individual bonds, some bond funds. And put together a package uh, for retirement. We, we try to do a lot of risk analysis to, to, so we can handle some type of shock to the portfolio for, from uh, from the economy, from a nine from a nine eleven, from a two thousand and eight two thousand nine financial collapse to nineteen eighty seven. We've been through them all, so we're pretty comfortable in dealing with them. So, but we buy some individual stocks now. It's gotten tougher and tougher to buy stock. And typically, we go in there and we have to buy a block of stock. I mean, we're not – for our clients, we'll buy we'll, – we'll, we'll go in our trading account and buy a, <coughs> a substantial block of stock. Uh, so we'll buy tens of thousands of shares, uh, sometimes a heck of a lot more than that. And, and, and then they go into our account and then we allocate them using computers so everybody gets a little certain number of shares and everybody gets the same price for it. But one of the things that's been happening is I used to do a lot of the, the, the trading aspect, which is kind of the purchasing of the, the, the stock myself, but it's getting harder and harder to buy the stock. It, 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 what I found is is we just we, typically nowadays we're more and more we're using our traders at TD Ameritrade to pick the blocks up where we give them, say, hey, I want an average price of this, and they can they have computer programs that can buy and sell it. If, if the, the stock we bought this week, if I had gone in and buying this myself with the size we were buying, I would have run the price of the stock up at least 20 cents. They were able to buy a lot of the stuff almost underneath between the bid and the ask, which was shocking to me. And the reason is is because they use specialized computer programs to do this. They're, for instance, if they buy if they buy if say if I want to buy something at fifty dollars, well if they buy it, if they buy some of it at forty nine and a half dollars, this is just an, an example. Then say they buy a thousand shares at forty nine and a half. Well, then they can buy a thousand shares at fifty and a half to get the fifty dollar. And so they can, the, the computers are always doing that. The computers are also working what's known as dark pools in other places that we don't have access to the stock. And, and so uh, Wall Street is very much changing. It's becoming very, very much computerized. And that, that's one of the interesting things. Tell you what, we've got a call from Lynn to 713-339-1070. Hello, Lynn. Uh, good morning, Ted. Um, I have a question about oil. Um don't energy stocks and oil usually lead inflation? Uh, and this is all getting to be kind of convoluted and crazy. I mean, and not making much sense here. Uh, uh, so, what's your view on 
uh, energy right now. Well, I tell you what, what's happening with the energy is the the OPEC cut they cut production, and and remember, oil bottomed about two about a year ago, a little over a year year and a half ago at about twenty six dollars. It shot up to about fifty five, <laughs> and and so, but what's happened is the oil company. The, Companies in the United States are so efficient, they've found so many ways to cut their costs that before, the, the, I remember the, the drilling cost for the shale was about 50 to $75. They've gotten that down to about 30 to 55 for a lot of these basins right now, which, oh. mean, which means a lot of the basins, particularly the Midland Basin, they can operate very, very efficiently and make money. And the rig count has gone up. And, and, and one thing to remember on the rig count, Lynn, is the it used to be we used to drill wells years ago. I'd invest in a well from time to time, and it would be 40 days to drill the well. And so you kind of watch it. You go down and see, check it out, make sure, you know. Nowadays, they're getting these wells drilled within within 10 days and in, in, uh, oh. moving the rig in a day or two. And so that rig count isn't really is, – they're drilling even more wells with that rig count. So we're seeing the U.S. shale companies are dramatically increasing production where – OPEC thought if they took oil from 100 to 50, it would collapse these guys and wipe them out. They they didn't count on the the incredible efficiency of American companies. And I'll tell you the other one is, and people don't understand this, the Fed has put so much money into the world that nowadays when you get over capacity in something, the uh, be it oil, be it copper, be it whatever uh, – what happens is, is in the past, the companies would go bankrupt and the capacity would come out of the market and then prices would normalize and move up again. There's so much money in the world now that nobody ever goes bankrupt anymore because they can get money at whatever cost to, to refinance and rebuild the company very quickly. And so we didn't pull as much capacity out of the market because very few oil companies went bankrupt at all. And so it, 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 it these people re, they re, uh they recapitalize their balance sheet and then they started drilling away like nothing had ever happened. And, and so part of it is the efficiency of the shale producers and the second thing is is the Fed has been way too loose and this is this is why it's so hard to get capacity worldwide out of the market. This is why you're going to see more and more protectionism because in a world of infinite money you cannot take you, you, your production never leaves the market and so you're going to have to sit there and do protection to ensure that that your companies stay in business. Well, then, so then the issue is su- supply, more supply, lower prices. Correct? Yeah, yeah. There, there's a tremendous amount of shale oil coming on the market. Lynn, if you look at some of these companies, you know, we look at a lot of them. They'll have like we've got twenty thousand wells to drill, ten thousand wells, thirty thousand wells. It, you know, you start adding up the list, and all of a sudden you're looking two, three hundred thousand wells to drill. You know, I mean, they just have a, a, a runway of oil wells to drill, and, and the production just keeps coming on the market. Is this going to help the integrated, or is it going to hurt them, or is it going to be the same thing as uh, a year ago? Are they going to tank? Uh, here's the thing we want to watch with the integrated. Are we are, are we going to have a border adjustment tax? I think we're going to, and I think that could hurt the integrateds a little bit because a lot of particularly the refineries on the Gulf Coast use heavy oil which would have to be imported and pay the border adjustment tax. Oh, that's what's hitting it. Yeah. You're so smart. Yeah. Okay, well, I understand. It's okay. complicated, you know, and, and there's a lot of issues hitting them. 
Uh, refining margins have dropped, but I, 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 the, the integrateds have really been dropping this year. I mean, they're down about yeah. eight eight percent year to date, uh, which is underperformed almost every asset class. That's what's happened. Yeah, well, like Exxon has underperformed the S and P for about a year and a half. Yeah, you know, that that's what well, it is. People are spooked by that. I see. Well, thank you. Always, I appreciate your help. Okay, Lynn. Tell you what, what an interesting thing that happened today at the G G twenty meeting, and this is a big deal. Is uh, uh, the Trump administration forced the G20 to roll back uh, that that uh, the free trade, the uh, the global warming and uh, integration uh, communique, which is a huge deal. The global warming thing, they were using global warming to, as a club to go after the big oil companies. By rolling this back, I think this is going to help our oil companies longer term. They were convincing everyone that the age of oil is dead. I don't think it's going to happen, and the first step is to get rid of the global warming parts of the of the G20, and it happened today. Interesting story. Tell you what, uh, if you need help with your retirement, if you're coming up on retirement, changing jobs, we can help you out at Max Out Savings Advisors. We're value investors in the stock and bond market. We'll put together a, a risk-based portfolio. We do a lot of risk analysis in these markets to sit there and try to figure to avoid the huge pitfalls that have happened over the years with your portfolio. So if you need some help, go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. And by the way, if you're not on the free, as in free, report list, uh, we don't call you up. We don't send you. We don't bother you. It's a private list. You get put on the list. The free Max Out Savings Report. We talk about everything from pollution in the world to common 401k mistakes to how to handle sudden wealth. A lot of great how to save, how to, how to handle your retirement. A lot of great stuff in the report. RMD problems, everything. It's all free. Just go to the website, maxoutsavings.com. It's maxoutsavings.com. And sign up for the free report. And you can also sign up for a meeting with me. It's maxoutsavingswithans.com. Coming up at the end of the show, remember our motto and philosophy is to save aggressively and invest conservatively. That's the key to building up wealth over the long term. Remember that. I hope you all have a great weekend. This has been the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca, a presentation of Max Out Savings Advisors. Produced by Doug Harris and Noisemaker Communications. Join us next Saturday at 10 a.m. for the Max Out Savings Show with Ted Gioca on AM 1070. The Answer. What if you could have an... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.